There's a thousand percent a reason why I was just like, yo, I'm gonna stream with Alex the week before the 24 hour stream because I know <laughs> oh, we're gonna boy. have tech problems. No, come on now. No, our problems. stream is gonna be well, this the is sickest why... stream in history. Let me tell Alex, you. I we... believe in you, and Wait that's why it. I'm going to be the guinea pig so we can test everything out. And then we won't have tech problems. The entire reason we're doing this is that we will not have tech problems oh, for our 24-hour stream. Don't, don't act like we're not going to have tech problems I, for a 24-hour stream. We are going to have some tech problems. For I However, loaded we have custom spent... drivers on the stream PC <laughs> that unlock the graphics card number of encoders that you can use. Oh my god, you're going to burn Aaron's house <laughs> yeah, down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When the stream PC catches on fire, Jesus. we know why. It's uh, over. I'm just telling you, I have experience Aaron, dealing with that. For some reason, on the consumer cards they limit how many streams you can do at once i just distinctly who knows why yeah why would they do that why you have to buy a quadro card they're like the same technology oh. it's weird i distinctly remember having a conversation with aaron and aaron being worried that the like fbi would show up to his house because they would thermal scan the house and just see one room in the middle that's just on fucking fire and they're like oh they're growing drugs uh, in there i yep. mean yeah yeah, and it just turns out it's just Alex. Just Why do just... they have a massive space heater in one room? It's 90 <laughs> degrees out. <laughs> oh, man. It'll be fine. Listen, we've had 11 episodes of the Discord and Signal, and I'm pretty sure the last six have been really without any actual technical problems. Mm -mm. So I feel, I, feel, I feel pretty good. We're getting this down. I believe in us. By the, year, by the time we're all 45... We will have this on lock, and then we'll so be irrelevant. That's like what next year for you, Aaron? Yeah. episode 138 i'm just gonna disregard that comment the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced stream sometimes released on thursdays where community people love exploring discussing all, ki all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and tv to our everyday life experiences if you'd like to know more about what we do you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon fb or you can come hang out in our discord channel or you can check out our website weirdhorizon.com we have a ton of original content for you to browse through there one of those that I mentioned, Discord and Signal, make sure you check that out. Also, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps this week. Chad? Hey, yo, I'm still currently working, but I'm on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Alex? <laughs> Hello, my name is Alex. You may oh, have seen me in other oh Horizon gosh. features, <laughs> such as the Discord and Signal. <laughs> Can you just intro yourself like Co would intro himself in the Discord? I mean, that was basically that was yeah, like, like the whole that, voice. That, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't enough in between. I need you to mm -hmm. have like that. Uh, it's something like the inky blackness that is betrayal. Very. It's very important you drag it out, Alex. I like how I drug out that whole line <laughs> yeah. in that scene. Uh, Owen. Hello, guys, gals, non-binary pals. Uh, Caleb. That's me. And Jake. Typical Caleb. Yeah, embarrassing. Hey, what's up? Hello, it's me. Uh, I thought we'd start this week. We don't really have a segment uh, because I'm just a really bad manager of making sure people have a segment, you know, once every two weeks. Uh, but we don't really have a segment. But I thought I would like to mention that today marks the start of TI-10, which is the 10th yeah, international yeah. tournament for Dota 2. Um, I worked 
Alex sat next to me and didn't work. He just farmed trees on New World while we watched the internationals, which are happening in Romania, and started at technically 2 a.m. and got over at 10 a.m. there. Uh, we watched it basically all day. And, uh, man, it's very few things I can sit through and just, like, continually watch. But the international is one of them. It is excellent. Some, somehow I got convinced to not stay up overnight and watch it live and instead just start from the beginning of the broadcast this morning when we got up. It's not like you were going to watch all of the streams. I mean, they have four consecutive I was going to watch four streams at once is what was going to happen. <laughs> and oh, my God. You would have gained nothing from it. I, I nothing. mean... Nothing. I would have gained some things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) A couple cool facts about the international this year and some sad facts also. It's happening in Romania, which is, uh, I think this is technically the third location it was supposed to happen because they've moved it twice. Um, Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of people bought tickets. And in fact, a whole bunch of people landed in Romania last week. And then Valve canceled the in-person portion of the event, which is oh so much fun. Pretty sick. (laughs) I feel bad for all of those people, uh, but they are there. Uh, the international is happening in Romania. They're still going to have an actual stage right now. They're in group stages, which is for the next like four or five days. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but importantly, first place this year wins $18.2 million, which is Ooh. the highest prize pool Dota 2 has ever had. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. That is a lot of money. Yeah, when are you guys entering? I I wish. (laughs) If you get last place, okay, if you get 17th or 18th place, which means you don't even make it past the group stages, you don't make it to any of the actual tournament, you still win $100,000 just for showing up. So what is that, like one skin, two? Yeah. (laughs) Just, I mean, that's like, uh, that's that's like a hundred acts of Fractoses, if you're a Dota Mm. player. That's that's where it's at. The acts of fractus. And for expensive. the non-Dota players, what is uh, that it's like? Twelve hundred dollars a uh, cosmetic yeah, yeah. item cool. for a single cool. axe on a single character. It's a lot. Anyway, uh, if you're interested at all in watching some Dota, um, they have done a pretty good job of making sure that the streams are accessible. I don't know if they're doing a new player stream this year. Alex and I were talking about this earlier, but uh, there's a bunch of good teams. The action's been pretty crazy already. Um, I don't know how many games have we watched so far. Like one, two, three, four, six, mm. seven, maybe? Probably seven ish. Yeah. Good games. We're in the middle of one and we had to come do this crap. And do this garbage <laughs> oh, podcast. Yeah. Could have been watching Dota. You could you can God, still do it. God forbid. <laughs> anyway, uh Dota2.com forward slash esports, you can watch TI ten. Totally worth it. Even if you just go watch a few games. Um there are a lot of fun teams this year with a lot of different dynamics. In the first four games. Uh, 36 unique heroes were selected, which is a pretty high number considering there's, there's 120 heroes. Normally, it's like a very small pool that they pick in professional esports Dota. So I was I was gonna say that seems like a lot. For... Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, and they they kind of I think a lot of people expect that most of the heroes are gonna be picked this year just because everything is it's not necessarily balanced, but everything is just all over the map, so you can kind of change up your strategy. But it's it's gonna be an interesting year. Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. Does TI literally stand for the international? Yes, it does. Yes, sir. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. 10 out of 10. It's very dumb. It is pretty it's so dumb. so good. What are you talking about? I hate it. I hate it so uh, much. You just talk about the international and everybody just knows. You're talking Except about Dota 2 esports, obviously. Yeah, unless you don't, right? <laughs> it's like the Masters. What is that referring to? Golf. Golf. Yeah. 
No, that's that that that's actually a pretty good reference right there. The Masters. <laughs> that, that is, it's a solid reference. I understand uh, what you're saying. That's now. good. That's good. Um, so we just also, need to convince the entire world to know that when somebody says the international, we're talking about Dota. Easy. Exactly. Exactly. It's like Make when you go to regionals. Everyone knows what that phrase means. <laughs> we're going to regionals, guys. We're going to states. It gets it gets even more exciting, Owen. I promise. Anyway. Dota2.com forward slash esports. Go watch TI10. Even if you watch one game, uh, if you're a soccer player, like, you know, I don't know, Derek, and you like PSG, they have a team this year. It's PSG LGD, and they're probably going to win the whole tournament because they're favored by pretty much every sportscaster for Dota. So feel free. Go watch. It's really cool. Let's move on, though, to what have you been playing lately? And Alex, we're going to start with you this week. Sure. Uh... I just want to mention two games that I've mentioned on here before, Jelly Break Deluxe and Rogue Heroes, because I beat both of them. Nice. Both Humble co-op break. games. Um, both pretty good? Yeah, both pretty good. Uh, Cassie and I do a somewhat... I, would, I don't even want to say the word consistent. It's a regular some, every some Wednesday. Weeks, some <laughs> Wednesdays we do a co-op stream in the middle of the day, and we play Jelly Break Deluxe on there, and beat it. It's two-player co-op platformer puzzle stuff like that very fun i do recommend it um not even that long but worth the money uh our next game i convinced her to play children of morda with me so we're gonna play that next nice Uh, so look out for that i was like you need to experience this game it's very good so good and she was like okay um that took a lot of convincing (laughs) (laughs) you need to experience this game all right sounds like and Rogue Heroes. Caleb was in on Rogue Heroes. Uh, that's a sack event. Uh, we played with Sam and Cassie, and that game is super good. It's like one of my favorite games of the year, probably. Yeah. Came out and, came out in February, I think technically. Wow. Um, it's basically four player Zelda with like procedurally generated dungeons, and you're trying to clear the four dungeons across the land and restore balance to the force, the force or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> important also very worth it and very fun uh and then finally i played a demo called happen lance i don't know why it basically takes the mechanic from um ah shoot i forget the name of the game now the name of the game where there's like the half man inside the cauldron with the hammer and you gotta make it up the mountain getting over it getting over it there you go getting over it it's basically that mechanic it's a guy with a lance and you like use it to propel yourself off things like the hammer but it's not built like one of those getting over it games it's built more like here are challenges to get through but if you fall like you basically just start that one thing again instead of like starting the entire game over which i appreciate it's so much frustrating (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um pretty cool it still did get frustrating at points even though i wasn't restarting the entire thing it was just like this it's still like the awkwardness of that control scheme is mm-hmm. is like the hurdle to overcome i don't know but pretty neat uh pretty short demo check it out and that ladies and gentlemen it. is alex's shortest what have you been playing lately wow. because in the back of his mind he's like if I get done quickly, we can watch more Dota. <laughs> I love this. Okay, 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'm up next. Speaking of Dota, I have been playing a lot of Dota, of course, because for the first time in the history of Dota, they released two compendiums for the same international, which is weird. The first one is the typical, you pay for it, you get cosmetics, cool things, and you just have a higher level compendium than your friends. 
uh, which Alex and I typically compete for. We didn't last year, but uh, the second compendium they released is what is like a, I don't know, almost like during tournament compendium that you actually cannot buy into. You have to physically do things in game. You have to do fantasy. You have to do uh, makes picks for what you imagine are the uh, the records for the actual tournament itself, like most kills, most banned, most picked heroes, things like that. Best players, best teams, longest game, shortest game, yada, yada, yada. Uh, anyway, and from that, you get some pretty exclusive sets as well. This year's, because it's TI-10, kind of an important international for them. Everything is uh, almost like stone and gold. Man, they look really, look very nice cosmetics. Yeah. So we, uh, Alex spent an hour, when was that, yesterday, going through all of your picks for the predictions? Yeah, it was longer than an hour, really. It's important to get I it watched- right. The full hour-long purge predictions video where he explained <laughs> step by step why he selected each pr- prediction, and then still didn't even go with some of his predictions based on other data I was gathering. There's uh, a lot of people with predictions out there. You got to get it right though, because that's the only way to get points, and that's the only way to get the cosmetics. And you got to get the cosmetics. It's very important. And we're also playing fantasy. I mean, it's essentially fantasy football, but for Dota. Yeah, it's cool I've stuff. Selected hero or heroes i've selected players that if they perform well then i'll get points pretty sick very sick so i've been playing some of that uh also been playing a lot of diablo 2 resurrected uh we briefly talked about this because it was literally released the same day our last podcast came out but uh that night we ended up playing some diablo i started a paladin played it for a while then i don't remember frank joined in later in the week so i started a new character played that for a while and then at some point, I just played five total characters all the way through Act 1. So if anybody ever wants to play Diablo 2 <laughs> and start on Act 2, I have five different classes that I can play with you. Is one of them Barbarian? The very last one I played was Barbarian, and I think um, it is my least favorite class out of the five. Oh, wow. Hey, wow. What have listen, you not guys, played? Uh, I have not played the Necromancer because the Necromancer, you don't do anything except for summon things and then just stand there while all your minions kill everything. I have also not played... What's the Beastmaster guy's name? Uh, Druid. The Druid, thank you. I've not played the Druid. Oh, and cool. I have not played the Assassin. Assassin's lame. Yeah, the Assassin's like on. one of the lowest rated ones in Diablo. Whatever. Uh, oh, going on like have... tier lists, huh? You're one of those people. We got a min-max. I don't min-max things, Alex. Thank it's you very a, it's much. It's a tier list based on fun, Alex. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Got it. Right. <laughs> Right, most playing the sorceress. (laughs) I already almost have a full set of greens, so that's exciting. Uh, I feel like that doesn't happen until later in the game, but somehow when I play looters in that in that world, I just get things. It's like playing Borderlands with me, while everybody has like a pretty lame gun, and I have like basically all oranges or whatever that category is of legendary. It's fun stuff. Very fun stuff. Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? As he deletes his entire list. Chad is moving to the bottom. <laughs> Owen, let's move on to you. What are Sorry, you playing? Sorry, All right, cool. Nice timing. Um, so I have, I just played a new game for New Game Thursday that I've now just decided to pick up because, <laughs> you know, I feel like other people. Alex. <laughs> Alex kind of dropped the ball in the new game, so I got a new one. Uh, and it's called um, uh, Kenna, uh, Bridge of the Spirits. Uh, and it's... Awesome. I really love it. Uh, it basically plays out kind of like a Dark Souls-ish uh, Zelda title. 
and I'm about two and a half hours into it. Uh, and it's kind of awesome. I like, I, I really enjoy the gameplay. The combat seems uh, difficult um, and fun. There are these adorable little creatures that are called rot. And there's these kind of black little... Wait, wait. Adorable creatures yep. called rot yep. because yep. in my mind, yep, those are kind of opposing. But you know uh, that's that's exactly what I thought. But you would like part of the game is you go around and you collect these little guys, uh, and very Pikmin like you collect a bunch of them and then you use them to maneuver things in your environment. And like the more you have, the more bonuses and things that you get and the more abilities that you have to be able to affect your environment with these little cute tiny little guys that follow you around and are adorable uh i think the most important part of this game is there are hats mm. because mm. it's important everybody loves hats. hats but this isn't hats for you it's hats for the rot oh, so you can better. have this tiny little adorable you know group of 15 or plus i think i have like 18 currently following me around and each one i can assign a different hat so i have to buy the hats to give them but like they all have adorable little hats too uh Aww. 10 out of 10 and you have the it's got a really pet the, right the last dragon aesthetic huh uh i guess yeah i don't uh, know what... sure yeah um you it can dance with the rot i don't think you can pet the rot you can feed them i feed them a lot zero out of ten uh, I don't, maybe you can describes the whole game zero out of ten. Yeah, can't uh, pet the rot. Get out of here. But, but uh, that's been pretty fun. Also, I uh, on stream have finished up playing uh, Ocarina of Time, so that was a nice throwback celebrating the 25 years of the N64 this week. Um, so you know, God, I feel old. Is that real? Yep. Oh my god, it is 25 years old this week. So just enjoy Goodness that. Gracious, um, thanks for that, Owen. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so I've I beat through that. That was a fun uh thing that I did on stream, and uh, I, that is all prepped for uh now for our 24 hour stream on November 17th, where I will fight Ganon with a bottle and also do the water temple with the, with two hearts with no with two hearts uh without the water tunic come on Owen. two um, hearts you got it i believe I, I want you to know i did try to do one of the temples without taking more than three hearts worth of damage and then the first thing that hit me took out half my health bar and i was like fuck this <laughs> man uh, honestly if you just get good you could get through yeah. the temple uh so hopefully i can break uh 3500 so i can do those because that's my challenges of hey if i break my goal uh, I will put those into the stream. Uh, also, in the things that I've been streaming, uh, is I've started a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon oh Emerald. What is it? What? Yeah, okay, so there's this thing called Nuzlocke. Uh, and so basically what it is is that uh, you can only capture the first Pokemon in every route, like, section that you go into. Uh, and... If it runs away or faints, you're screwed. You don't get any Pokemon from that area. You can fight as many Pokemon in that area as you want, but you can't capture anymore. Uh, and it's also permadeath, so any of your Pokemon that faint are oh. gone forever. You never see them oh. again. Excellent. Um, yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other rules that go with it. Oh, you have to nickname every single Pokemon. Because the idea is that you're getting attached to these Pokemon uh, uh, that you're using. Um so that's kind of what the Nuzlocke part of it is. I tried to do it on Pokemon Emerald uh, because I've never played Pokemon Emerald before, so I wanted something new. 
Uh, and I thought it'd be entertaining to kind of go through a different Pokemon that I've never I actually played through. I've played Emerald. Um, because I played I've Red. I've Emerald. And then I played Sword. <laughs> so that that's, that's, that's... That's surprising. Yeah. Why'd you get Sword? 2004. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go Shield? No, like, why not... Get one of the good ones. <laughs> you know, there were a bunch that were good, and then they made swords. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, a lot of it was because I never had any of the handheld health consoles. So I never had a DS or a DS 3D, whatever. The DS, DS 3D, that's, that's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that, buddy. I didn't grow up with a handheld console either. All right. I, I, had, I, had, borrow... I had a Game Boy Advance SP. So in theory, I could have played Emerald when it first came out. I just didn't. Man, um, way to contradict yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a handheld console. I had the most look, popular one, though. Look, Jake <laughs> asked good why Pokemon I didn't games. play any of the good ones. And I know the good ones are like, like what, Diamond and Pearl in, like, that they're remaking? Or Black and White mm. or whatever the mm. ones they're also remaking with? Honestly, the first three are the best three. Hot take. Hot take on Pokemon. You heard yeah. it first. Why first didn't three, you start three. with Hot Take, Jake? We could, so, this could have so been a segment. You're saying, what, red, blue, and yellow? Or are you saying, like... No, the first three generations. Okay, okay generations. so that's... Gen Blue. 1, Gen 2, Gen 3. Yeah, and, the, Honestly, and Emerald's Gen 3, right? Right? No, Emerald is Gen no. 4. Have you oh, even fuck. heard of Pokemon before? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Emerald's like a spinoff of Ruby and Sapphire. I'm going to go back is to... Is that right? Am I off by one? Pearl and Pearl and Emerald is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You are but... correct. I'm embarrassing myself. Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that Emerald was, was like... The... You are right. You was... are right. Yep, okay. It is Gen 3, so ha! Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I got a gold, Look, silver, and crystal, right? Was the, the second gen? The amount of Kyogres yes. and, uh, that I have in Pokemon Go tell me that I know Gen 3. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that, and that has been, uh, A, it's a fun game. B, the Nuzlocke run is a very interesting challenge, uh, because occasionally you just get crit out of nowhere, uh, and then Churchill dies, and now you're a sad person because Churchill's dead. Uh, and you're just like, well, mm. fuck. Uh, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I was feeling really good at the start of it because I was like, look at all these Pokemon I had. And then a bunch of them faded, and I'm just like, oh, dear God, this is way harder than I expected. <laughs> it's also like a like a one-shot run, right? Like if you black out or white out or whatever, you lose. Yeah. No, you're done. So I can't, I can't completely lose all of my Pokemon. I have to continue going. It's like Diablo 2 hardcore character. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah, exactly it's difficult. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hardcore Pokemon. That's right. Uh, but I'll Don't also Google be playing a bit of Pokemon. that also on, uh, <laughs> on the 24-hour stream. I'll be playing a little bit of that in my, like, me time when we're waiting for... All of, don't call it me time. All I of mean, our it's schedules. Important. It's important he calls it me time. His schedule uh, will be on during time. his me don't time. Don't Google Hardcore Pokemon. <laughs> Just... what? Uh, Google image search Hardcore Pokemon? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Caleb, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Well, I'll start off just with a quick one. I've been I've been playing more Pathfinder. Wrath of the Righteous. No way. Uh, right? No way. You want to talk about another yeah. prank's on here? Yeah, exactly. So I've started, <laughs> uh, started seeing the cracks so to speak, the uh, oh, lack no. of polish in the later areas, lots of bugs. So, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of wearing me out a little bit towards towards huh. I'm getting to the end of Act 3, I think, and there's like five acts. And I was reading about think... it, and apparently the fifth act is like super rushed and not very good also. So oh, Wait, what act did you say you were at? Right, three. Three? Yes, I have like 80 hours in the game. I'm really like, you have more than 80 hours, sir. Three. It's 
You had 96 the last time I checked, which was like, I don't know, four days ago. I haven't played it much. Oh, I've played it much in September. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's about 96. There you go. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I cannot believe it said that. Do you think? Do you think they made the game so long that they were like, oh, we can just phone it in at the end because nobody's ever actually going to get to this part? I don't know. That would be fun if they did. Or is the game game actually that long? Or is this like the inverse of what Caleb normally does in video games where he always plays them way faster (laughs) than the like... That yeah. normal time. This time he's like quadrupling it because it's Pathfinder. He's like, this is so much better game, if this was 2E. Playing this game terrifies me based on Caleb's playtime. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's because, because I had the same issue. Where I was like, wow, it doesn't feel like I've been playing that long. Playing in turn-based mode is yeah. really slow. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the better experience, mm-hmm. but For I sure, do yeah. think playtime-wise, it's built more to do real-time. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think the game would not be nearly as long if you did it in real time. Yeah. But it also wouldn't be nearly as I wonder uh, how long it takes. I agree. It said it's... 36 hours for main story. Which Are you? There, there, <laughs> yeah. no, there ain't no way. Are you sprinting through the main story? Oh, so is it, even There's with no real time, I don't think that's right. Maybe on the mm-hmm. easiest difficulty, it's that short. Completionist Maybe. is 121. Yeah, it feels better. Completionist. That's Caleb like hundred, and then whatever the fuck Caleb does. You're like three and three acts in. <laughs> I'm at the end of the third act, yeah. And is it is it six acts, just like a six book five. AP? Oh, it's five, five acts. Okay. Yeah. Was it a five book AP? No. Interesting. They just. <laughs> don't think they were so. like, you know what? <laughs> just we're gonna take these one. last like, two books and just whoops. yeah, <laughs> just cut <laughs> it entirely. Oh, uh, all right. Well, other than that, because that game's annoying me now. Other than that, I, uh, I've been playing some mystery games off the back of Deathloop. I decided I wanted a little more, a little more mystery, so I picked up the Forgotten City, which was an old Skyrim mod that they released standalone mm-hmm. on Steam. Um, it's it basically amounts to a a detective game in kind of a Skyrim world. You're in this ancient Roman city, and you're in maybe light spoilers here. You're in kind of a time loop. Living day over and over again. Oh, God. And there's this golden rule where if anybody sins, everybody dies. <sighs> well, everybody dies. Nope. Then I guess. <laughs> no yes, right. <laughs> Straight death. Yeah, it's the, the golden rule. Long. And so you're trying to, trying to kind of break out of the golden rule, figure out what's going on. Uh, it's pretty good. In my first loop, the first time I played it, I accidentally did like a bunch of stuff right. So I only needed to end up doing like four loops for the first wow. time beating it. Oh my wow, yeah. that's lucky. I just happened to do stuff like in the right order a whole bunch on accident. Because he's a good guy, guys. Well. He did everything like yeah. a good, good Killed guy. Really good at video Don't games. Sin, he was like, <laughs> no, not like what that. is that? I've never yeah, heard what? of that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, but it's a pretty good mystery to figure out. And it's got actually a pretty satisfying ending, I think. Which is, I don't know, the hit and miss in these games if they're going to have a decent ending or not. Especially time loop games. Someone say Deathloop. Someone say Deathloop was a really good ending. Really good. Really excellent. Definitely feels like something was resolved. Mm. Is it mm. good? The ending's terrible in Deathloop. Okay. <laughs> I, I got distracted and I haven't Man. actually finished. Despite being like pretty close to finishing that game, I haven't finished it. The more I've heard you guys talk about Deathloop, the le- the less interested I become at actually playing it. That, the more that literally was my entire like hypothesis from our yeah. last podcast because you yeah. guys started talking about it and I was like, "Wow, this sounds interesting." And the more you explained it, the more I was just like, "You know what? I really don't care." The, 
It's like don't it's, like time loop games though. Yeah, that that's I don't know mainly the thing you described it as a time loop game, and I was like, oh, I, yep, okay, I'm out. <laughs> it sounds like when I was explaining my experience with Twelve Minutes, when Alex and I were explaining, or whoever, whoever else was playing, I don't remember who the third person was. Somebody else was playing it. But anyway, same thing. Like we're explaining, everybody's like, nah, I don't know. I mean, you started out positive, but you've mentioned like thirty-seven things that suck about it. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those games that I'm like. I think I have a positive opinion of this game. And then you start listing everything step by step, and you're like, hmm, wait a second. Well, we talked about how like it's it's good, but it could be like amazing. It could and be you're amazing. Just missing a it bunch of things better. that could make it like missing a really, whole bunch really of things. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, small I still really like it. The way good. I've thought of it is it is a good game, but it could be an amazing game. Yeah. It feels like if they just tweaked a few things it could be really really special but it's, it's just good if they tweaked quite a few things just a little bit yes it would be like man almost perfect it's a good thing making video games is easy killed you should just yeah. fix it all for them and send <laughs> just it back mod and be like, it. hey i'm gonna package this into a better game yeah, just, just mod it, dude. that's right good point you have the code on your computer just yeah. mod it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure uh, um so another Another time loop game. I got back into Outer Wilds. They released a DLC called Echoes of the Eye. Yeah, so I raved about Outer Wilds a while back because that game's awesome. It's an amazing game. Very, very good. Wait. Owen, yeah. Owen. Look, I specifically like the Outer Wilds. Like I, I... You specifically said you did not like it. Yes, I, I will vote that, that it is an amazing game. It is just not a game meant for people like me. Oh, <laughs> Sure. Oh man. <laughs> Owen can have an objective opinion, this is, I guess. Yeah, about that's it. right. That's Owen's that saying. Owen's objective opinion. Like, <laughs> like I don't like it, but I can see that it's oh, yeah, it's good. No. It's it was, it, the storytelling was great and it was absolutely beautiful. I hated the fact that I had to play through the same shit fifty times to figure out what the one thing different I needed to do to get mm -hmm. into the next area. That is the mm -hmm. thing that frustrates me, and that's why I was like, this is not a game for me. But, like, the rest of it, I was like, hey, this is cool. I like the space stuff. The plants were neat. Like, I like the music. The atmosphere is awesome. Like, I understand why people love that game. I understand why friends of ours have tattoos about that game. Oh, okay, not to derail us. <laughs> Do you mind if I was going with something? Derail what is your opinion it. on Majora's Mask? Because I know you love Zelda, but you hate time loop games. Okay, so Majora's Mask is in the gray area of it reminds me enough of Ocarina of Time that I'm like, oh man, this is awesome, but it has the time loopy parts, and I'm just like, uh, I think the saving thing that I like about Majora's Mask is that they dumb down everything enough that even though I have to redo everything, I know what I have to do. Like, mm -hmm. I understand it's just like, okay, I gotta redo everything so I can do that section. I have to redo everything to do that section. And that I'm okay with. Thank so, you. Like Deathloop, then, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it pretty like, much tells you what to do, so you don't have to really. That's like, true. It's, yeah, if they tell you what to do, I'm a little bit more on board. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to know what to do. That's probably <laughs> right? the worst the part. Ugh, don't tell me anything. Make it an actual. Thing. Mystery. To, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. But let me talk about the DLC for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. So the DLC is super good. It's just, it's a new location in the same time loop. Uh, so it's just kind of a different from planet the story. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't call it a planet, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you find this new thing in the solar system and go explore it. And it's got a really spooky vibe to it. 
you like go to sleep and wake up in like a dark zone where you're carrying around a small lantern and there's some creatures walking around in the woods it's got a really good atmosphere and the mystery mystery was pretty solid there was one time i got stuck i had to look up how to move on and then i got past that section and then i saw a video of what i needed to do basically like, like the game showing me what i needed to do but i still don't know how i would have gotten there to figure out that i needed to do that without looking it up and doing it if that makes sense hmm. yeah and i got to the end and I didn't know it was the end, like the ending of that section happened. And I was like, this this the end? Is there more? So I had to Google that, too. And it just kind of stops. I think there's some minor changes in the cutscene that plays at the end of the game, if you finish it after doing the DLC. Oh, but that's interesting. It was just very unclear that I had gotten through all the DLC content. Weird that they didn't clarify that more, but... Yeah. So is it meant to be like... At this point, is it meant to be played like as part of the main thing? Yeah, so it's it's not necessary to complete the main game in any way, but you can just do it alongside completing the gotcha. main game. And it it you know gives some new information about the solar system and whatnot. But pretty good. Uh, the last game I played uh, is this game called Chernobylite, which, as you might guess from the name, is kind of like a S T A L K E R game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but less focused on combat and more focused on exploration and base building. So you have this mm. like abandoned warehouse that you're like building up and staffing it with people who go on missions for you, and you're you're like building up to this heist on some, I think, government-owned facility. I haven't gotten to the heist part yet. I'm kind of. They use that use that use the word heist, so I'm kind of interested in it, but I don't know if it's going to end up being like a you know like a GTA heist or anything like that, set up missions and whatnot. I guess we'll kind of it'd be kind of weird in that universe. I feel like yeah, I've set up missions right? before you go into a I mean whatever. What are yeah, you heisting? You're, I mean you're you're in the exclusion zone. Like it's not like they have like a whole bunch of checkpoints and whatnot. Once you're well, in, you're in. It feels like not okay, in this so they, one. There's so a bunch of armed soldiers walking around everywhere. Some oh, weird, weird government agency okay. has taken over. Interesting. They're For a second, dead. I thought it was going to be like Army of the Dead. It's like a heist, but in an area that's not necessarily occupied by people. Well, there are also monsters around. Would you call them zombies? No. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm suddenly zombies. now more interested. <laughs> yeah, I saw your face right when Alex said that. You're like, oh yeah, all right, Army of the Dead. <laughs> hey, speaking my language. It's a, it's a great movie. Man, the uh, exploration bits are kind of fun. You can even like craft traps and stuff while you're exploring, in case you want to, you know, pick off some of those some of those soldiers. I'm not into building stuff, so I don't know how far I'll end up getting in this game because there's a lot of that. It seems. Yeah, it's cool though. I I don't know that I would like the building aspect, but I love the exploration of of stock of sorry, excuse me, S T A L K E R. There you go. Excellent, yeah. excellent game. <laughs> um, and I honestly parts it doesn't really feel like combat in that game it feels more like encounters almost because you're not regularly fighting things you just happen upon some weird crazy thing and you have to figure out how to kill it yeah most time you're just looting and then exploring so it's kind of the same in this i guess yeah okay it's been a while since i played the stalker game so yeah it's not as combat like you're not just fighting waves of enemies or anything it's more like you're just trying to sneak around find your way through search and then you just run into things that are not necessarily great. Okay. 
But then, then I think it's yeah a lot like that with the extra building pieces added on and um, hmm. army maintenance almost. I'm Even really like the agents or whatever. I'm just really sad that they didn't name it C H E R N O B Y L I T E because that would have been. Uh, I'm so glad they didn't. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot to spell every time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Jake, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? All right. So I've been playing. I, I guess I've been on like a indie JRPG kick lately. Lately. So last last podcast. I feel like don't you do a lot of JRPGs though, and then like not not usually. Mm. Not not a whole lot. I mean, I like I'll get one. And I'll get really into it. Like Persona uh, Five, I love. Uh-huh. But it's not like I'm not like usually playing a JRPG. Gotcha. But gotcha. Last podcast, Delta Rune Chapter Two came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Delta Rune is like the sequel to Undertale, made by the same guy, uh, and he's just been doing it in like chapters. He announced like the week before that it was coming out that the second chapter was <laughs> dropping, and it's free. Um, and I wish I liked it more. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed in this one. I mean, it's free, so, like, kind of who cares? It's also short. It was, like, well, not that short, I guess. It was, like, six hours, I think. Hmm. That's a pretty um, good amount. Yeah, I mean, it's especially for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's nothing to complain about. The writing's still good. The characters are still fun. Uh, I just felt like, I don't know, it, I feel like I don't really know what's going on in the game. I feel a little bit like I'm not really invested in it. It also felt like it leaned a little too heavily on just like cutscenes, which is kind of a silly thing to complain about in a JRPG. But it felt like I would like I would do like three fights, and then it's like okay, here's another ten minute cutscene to watch. And I'm like, man, I just <laughs> I kind I kind of don't care about like what's going on. It's also like not clear what's like real and what's kind of fantasy. I don't know. I don't know. There's gonna be I think there's gonna be seven chapters of this. Cool. So we'll we'll see we'll see about that. Does you not knowing what's going on have anything to do with chapter one having come out a while ago? Or is it just... No, no, no. I, I remember chapter one. It's just, okay. I think it's things are ambiguous, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so parts of chapter one suggest that rather than like this other world being like an actual place, it's kind of just like a... Almost like you and this other character are basically role-playing. You're kind of like playing D&D. Like you, you go into this other world and you fight a bunch of like enemies that are based on a deck of cards and then like at the end the lights turn on the room and you see there's just a deck of cards scattered all over the ground it's like oh like was that were they just dicking around with a deck of cards um i don't know i don't know i'm probably being too harsh on it maybe my expectations were too high uh (laughs) but i was kind of i was kind of down on like undertale is like your favorite game right it is it is so there's no way expectations aren't too high i know (laughs) it's it's so not fair but even compared to chapter one i preferred chapter one to chapter two. Has, uh, he, has, has he said how many chapters he's planning on publishing? Yeah. Uh, so at the end of this game, I believe it's seven. seven uh, okay. It just shows it shows like a chapter list. Oh, and it's like okay, chapter okay. one and chapter two are filled out. And then the rest are just blank right now. Um, so we'll we'll see. Maybe the, I think he's going to start charging after this one. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's kind of hard to judge a JRPG off of the first two chapters because mm-hmm. it's like you know, it might not even really know. It might not even have hit the main idea yet. You know what I mean? Right. So it has potential. I'm hoping it comes together a little bit more later. Uh, but for now, I was a little disappointed by Chapter 2. And the other JRPG I've been playing a lot is a little game called Omori. If this game came out like six days later than it did, it would probably be my game of the year this year. Oh, wow. It came out on Christmas oh, 2020. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Which was really disappointing to learn. 
Yeah. I have I have a lot of games that came out in December of 2020 that I'm just like rough. Yeah, no. So, like I didn't even know this game freaking existed until like a month ago maybe. But it's it's really really good. Uh I liked it a lot. It's it does this really interesting thing where like it's it's actually after talking about Deltarune, it's kind of similar. It has like a real world section and then sort of like a fantasy section and does a really good job job juxtaposing those two cuz the like fantasy kind of sections are really bright and colorful with a lot of pastel colors. And then the real world parts are where all the scary horror stuff flies and it's darker. Uh, that's, that's something I also really like just in general is that kind of juxtaposition between like kind of happy pastel stuff and like scary horror. Uh, this, it, it leans more into like creepy stuff rather than like jump scary type stuff. And then by the end, it's actually really kind of sad. <laughs> uh, the, the story kind of takes a turn uh, it ends up being kind of sad and kind of touching towards the end. Uh, but I, I liked this so much. I was kind of iffy on it at the start, but I'm glad I pushed through because it's it's really great. It's been on my list for a long time, but I just haven't yeah, got it's, a long time, a year almost. <laughs> I I hope you like it is what I will say. I don't know that it's your kind of game. It's my mm-hmm. kind of game. So I don't know. No one else here really liked Undertale except Owen. Yeah, I uh, love Undertale. It's, it's so got big I'm... Undertale energy. Okay, it's, it's I'm, another I'm one writing it down, mate. <laughs> it is so like uh, Earthbound. Earthbound is what I kept coming back to when I was mm. playing it. It feels a lot like that. Uh, there's actually there's a lot of parts that remind me of. No one's gonna know this. You mean Nikki, Caleb? You mm. at least have heard of that game. I vaguely know what that is. Uh, there's a part towards the end that feels like just an improved version of that, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, I I just I loved it so much. The ending's so good. Uh, the character portraits. Uh, just all of the characters have like this kind of hand drawn feel, where like you know, like if you hand drawn animation, not you, not any of us can animate, but if you see like a hand drawn animation, it's kind of like shaky because they didn't draw it perfectly the same both times. It's mm-hmm. kind of got that going, so it gives it like this really endearing kind of quality. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I I love the hell out of this one. They have a nice spoopy atmosphere in the creepy sections. It's pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's weird because the parts that are creepy, I feel like, are kind of few and far between. It's a lot more mm-hmm. of like the upbeat stuff, but I think that makes the creepier parts a lot more effective. Mm-hmm. I, that kind of gets flipped at the end, though. At the end, it's you get like a solid maybe two hours of creepy horror stuff that kind of devolve into like depressing sad sadness. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also, I should mention, it's a fucking long game. My oh, playthrough really? clocked in at 17 hours. Oh, okay. for a 20 yeah. game, that's pretty solid. Yeah, no, it's I. That's it value. Is a, it is a lot longer than I thought. That's pretty short for a JRPG, though. That's true. I mean, Undertale <laughs> is like six. Oh yeah. So you know, depending on how, because I I thought this would be closer to six, and it's closer to 20. So it definitely, it definitely, it can slog sometimes. Uh, towards the end, the sad part, I feel like it kind of circles back towards the end where I felt like it would have been a lot more effective just to kind of get to the ending. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just, yeah, I was like, you got me, you got me, just take it home, take it home. And they were like, no, 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 no. Let's remember all this stuff that happened. I'm like, no, 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 I'm there. I'm there right now. Like, finish the game. Uh, but still really good. Still really like good. Filler flashback episodes right towards the end. A little <laughs> no, 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 bit. No, 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 I, mean, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Speaking like, of... um, I get what they were doing, but like indie games that are kind of like a little horror leaning ish, like kind of creepy, not really horror oxen free. You guys remember oxen free? Yes. Yeah. I love I, oxen free. I, I just wanted to mention. Oh, was it? Yeah. Year came out. Hmm. I just wanted to mention, I read the other day, they, 
just updated it after like five years mm-hmm. and it's and it like teases oxen free too and there's like something weird going on with like dimension rifts like bleeding into the first game or something now that sounds yeah, pretty we, cool um, did we, we talked about that in a podcast i thought we talked about this did we talk cast. about this i, I thought so. so man uh but basically <laughs> if you go back to the first game you can pick up like radio signals that are basically mm. like foreshadowing the second game yep uh, which Sounds if you cool. played Oxen Free, that that's pretty much kind of what Oxen Free was about by the end. It was like all this dimension hopping kind of stuff. It was really cool, yeah. really great game. Yeah, that game was awesome. Also, it's okay, Alex. I don't listen to our podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> that's on. Uh, Chad, uh, that is actually not true. <laughs> Chad, what have you been playing lately? All right, so I don't, not a lot. I've been playing a lot, but I haven't been playing a lot of games. <laughs> right, right, so, right, right, right. Let's get to the game. important one in a minute. So, Guild Wars 2 uh, is uh, actually, they dropped, uh, what was it, on Tuesday, maybe? Yeah, it was, I think it was on Tuesday. They dropped Halloween. So, um, there's a Halloween event going on. Uh, the Mad King is in there. Pumpkin, uh, pumpkin head, you know, lunatic looking guy. Um, he's been around since Guild Wars 1. So it's cool to keep the tradition alive and uh, they're doing the, the same things like Mad King says, which is Simon says, but it's Mad King says. And if you don't follow him, then he'll kill you. Uh, so if he says, you know, Mad King says dance and you don't dance, he'll kill you. If he says Mac, uh, dance and he doesn't say Mad King, uh, Mad King says dance, he'll kill you. Um, so it's kind of cool. Aggressive. You just use the, the emotes. So mm-hmm. like slash dance, slash sit, slash uh, threaten, slash roar, etc. And he, he goes off of that. Uh, you get rewards. Uh, as you do it, which is kind of cool, get a little trick or treat bag. So open those up. There's candy in it. There's um, some materials. Uh, there is a clock tower jumping puzzle, which is uh, claimed to be like the hardest jumping puzzle in the game. Uh, I'm a freaking boss at it. I completed <laughs> it in like one shot. Humble brag. Humble brag. Uh, it's actually really stupid because at the t- the top you have to wait because the whole thing is just circling while the, uh, like all these different bits and pieces and parts are like falling off the tower and it's like circling the tower. As, as going up um, and so you're going up as a circling and there's like a gas is following you and you have to do it as fast as possible or else the gas gets you and, and grab you and kill you uh, but then once you get to the top you're just like what am I supposed to do because you're just staring at this clock tower uh, and on the second pass of it rotating around the clock tower actually breaks open and you're supposed to jump into the clock tower and so you would assume as a player alright as soon as the clock tower breaks open I'm going to jump dead center into the middle of it that is not the case you, mm. For some reason, there's something broken, something laggy, to where you actually have to jump just a second after that little uh, panel, and then you're just like you smack into the wall, but then it portals you in. Really upset about that. I was raging constantly, <laughs> and then once I figured that out, I, I one shot this every time. Um. Anyways, other than that, there's been this other game that that I've been you know playing, and I, I guess I guess I'll introduce it. it since you know. Yeah. 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 You know, since I was last, and yeah, yeah, and you've only put like probably I don't know twenty, thirty hours since it released last Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah. So supposedly I have one hundred thirty-four hours. Good <laughs> but, Lord, man! But, <laughs> but do you know what daylight looks like this week? <laughs> you gotta, well, you gotta you think. Sh- there was you also no. There's only one hundred and sixty-eight hours in a week. Oh my gosh. There's also <laughs> there's also segments though where I wasn't really playing. The, I mean, MMOs sometimes you're just standing around and you just like AFKing and like go eat or something or like uh, at the beginning there was queue times and so you didn't want your character to to log out. So oh my uh, 
I heard would about go out of the house or like Caitlin would were. go out of the house and like we would run across and like Wazda on one person's computer to keep them logged in while the other person was doing something. Uh, so so like I would give around a good 30 hours, you know, not playing. How how bad was your queue times at the start? Because I had a friend that was on launch day. He attempted to log in at 10 a.m. He did not get in until 6 p.m. Yeah, see, we chose uh, a low pop server right off the bat, and then it became high pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you logged in around five to nine, five to ten, somewhere around there, then it would be like a couple hours. But other than that, like it was a pretty easy login. Um, and then they have since boosted the servers. I think the two point five k, and then they also have more servers available. They're coming out with server transfers. Um, so. They're they're Pay doing good on free. that. They're gonna be free. They okay, are good. going to be free for a first time because they do understand that there are there are some people that want to get off like streamer servers and stuff like that that they didn't realize they were streamer servers because they don't actually look at the world Twitch. Um, which is under- Twitch? Which is understandable. Uh, like the whole setup is is dumb because once you pick a server, you're locked to it with that character. Yeah. And if if it happens that. 20,000 other people also pick your server after that. Now you're screwed. Now you have right. to wait in queues. The fact and- that they didn't do either uh, like floating character profiles that you can just jump into any server, a la, I don't know, like RuneScape and various other MMOs, but they did like server specific characters, <laughs> like so, WoW, which is a terrible idea. And then, at least this was really, old school WoW. You can't really do that in this game. This game is and we'll talk about like more specifics but it's heavily focused on pvp right i and... got like i got like a word vomit before we actually get into the nitty-gritty sure okay. so um, <laughs> go for it I, I i took down some notes because i want to get into like all of this because i think this is really important because this, i think this is the first mmo that like has come out that's actually like wowed me and i'm not i'm not <laughs> saying like World of Warcraft <laughs> me. Um, that's, but, that's good all right so so word vomit style uh combat it's different uh, economy system, pretty freaking cool. Armor class system, pretty freaking cool. PvP, the flagging duels, the forts. Uh, I want to get into that. I think it, they're doing a great job there. Um, this has like a similar vibe to your old school MMOs. Uh, you know, your your classic WoW, um, your your like day one kind of MMOs where you always had that like LFGs and you know trying to form parties organically rather than with a party finder. Uh, crafting slash pro- in the progression of crafting slash the gathering, I think it's phenomenal. Um, the faction biases while simultaneously being able to play with the different factions. So, like it, 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 with Horde and Alliance, you couldn't form a party for a dungeon together, right? Yeah. But with this, you can be yellow, green, and purple, and all be in the same dungeon together. So, if some for some reason I don't I don't know it's not happening on our server or anything. If everybody goes purple. Uh, and that's like all you can find when it comes to the dungeon. Uh, it's not like you're going to be sitting there for hours looking for like a couple greens or a couple yellows to come play with you. Um, and then the inventory management, I think, is w- like wonderful. Like I, I go went back to Guild Wars and I was like, what the heck is the inventory management in this compared to, to New World? Um, and then the last thing, the thing that just blew my mind today is if you're exploring and you're going through different zones... And you pick up like notes along the way or, or loot items along the way. And then you pick up a quest and that quest calls for you to go and pick up those notes um, or pick up the items. 
that part of the quest will already be crossed off. It'll already be done. So you don't have to go back and find that note or find that quest item. It's, it's already in your inventory. It's already crossed off. It's already done. You just have to go to the next step on that quest. And I don't know any other MMO that actually does that. I did have a question about this because you mentioned it earlier and I did want a clarification. So if I you know, happen to kill this NPC and he drops this letter that I'm supposed to get in a, a chain of the, this quest, does that give me... Like, can I see that that's part of a quest line and that I've already like crossed out part of it because I've got that letter? Or is it a thing of like you won't know until you've gone to the person that gives you the quest and then you find out, oh, I've already done X, Y, and Z. So in your inventory, so first of all, I don't really know if the quest item will ever drop. The The specific thing that I saw today with this quest um, completion prior to picking the quest up is there are notes around the world which give you lore background. And so when you're searching through, you know, the different zones, if you start to read these lore backgrounds and, and that's just something that you like to do, uh, it also gives you experience, so you should do it. Um, you don't need to go find that note and read it again. I haven't had a loot drop yet, but also there is a segment in your inventory that is dedicated to quest items. So it will have a little diamond. It'll have the quests. You know, you don't have to go into a wiki to find out if it's you safe to destroy it, safe to throw it away. Um, like Guild Wars, you have to wiki everything in Guild Wars when it comes to loot. Uh, but New World, it's like, it's straightforward. It's right there. It's in your face. This is the quest item. This is where you need to go bring it. You're, you're done. Nice long yeah, pause. <laughs> yeah. I was I waiting for like Alex more. to interject something or, or something. I don't know if you had more stuff. To answer <laughs> Owen's specific question, I think the answer is the second option, right? Like it won't, yeah. if you find something, it's not going to spawn a quest in your log because you found yeah. that thing. You'd have to have found the quest itself which i mean like hey it still sounds pretty cool that it allows you to do all of that like that's still solid that that allows you to do it i mean it saves you from the things that happen in wow where you're like you know it says oh hey kill 30 boar and you're like i just killed 30 boar and now you have Mm -hmm. to go turn around and do it again Uh, so to go off of chad's list of things i think the absolute biggest thing about this game is the combat system comparing it to other MMOs. Um, I, I've said this a couple times to different people, but I feel like most most MMOs that you play, you have like a bunch of skills on a bar, and you like, maybe you have like a specific order you hit them for max efficiency, but you know the order, and you just hit them when they're off cooldown. For the, for the most part. There's like specific things like you'll hold back a CC in Guild Wars for when the CC bar pops up, but that's about it. And like World of Warcraft or whatever, you're just like hitting stuff off cooldown. Like that's that's the core gameplay loop. Mm-hmm. You might make decisions on what order you hit things, but you're just hitting it off cooldown. This game is like you got three skills on your weapon, and they have long cooldowns, and you want to make sure you have get the maximum out of that cooldown that you can. It plays like a regular action game essentially. Like your your combat is. I have a sword, I'm going to swing it. If it connects, it does damage. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. It's not like a dice roll. Uh, there's uh, backstabbing in this game. There's um, if With ranged weapons, there's headshots that do more damage. I find the backstabbing incredible because, and Owen has played a lot of WoW, so he, he probably respects this. When you're a tank, you're supposed to make the, the enemy look away from your group anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
you know, because they might have like a AOE that's like a cone in front of them or or something. But like now it's even more vital because of the like the backstab damage that you your team gets for having them turned around, which is really nice. Which I forget if WoW has similar backstab kind of thing. I don't think it does. I think it has a no dodge chance. Um, if I think that's what it is. Yeah. In, in World of Warcraft. There's like a reason you do it, but I yeah. never remember it because I've always played either a healer or a caster, so I've never right. had to be behind my targets. My my limited experience with MMOs, I, all I know is I just button mashed, but this makes it sound like you f- have more role responsibility, like you feel like you have a position with what you're doing within the group you're with, whoever you're running around with. Like you have a role and a responsibility, and then you really have to play off of what other people are doing because you have longer cooldowns, less abilities... You got to sort of plan your attacks. Is that kind of how this feels or is it yeah. still more? Okay. Yeah. Like a, it, it feels like regular action game comp. I hate to say souls, but it kind of feels a little bit like a souls game. Not really. Like not it, everything it, is dark souls. Not everything <laughs> is dark souls, but that is like the go-to explanation of, of what action game combat is. Like you are positioning around a person. You have a, sh- like you can have a shield that you block with. Or you dodge roll out of attacks. Uh, the ra- if you play with the rapier, there's a parry. Um, you also get with, and this is touching on the armor classes. You also get different styles of rolling. So there's the the fat roll with the heavy armor. There's the medium like jumping yeah. kind of with the medium armor, and then there's the actual rolling with light armor. Uh, and so you know you have those three things. They take different amounts of stamina. So hundred percent, hundred percent souls like right there. <laughs> I will so, say okay. swinging it's, your sword does not take stamina. That's different. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't let you regen stamina while you're swinging, though. Can we just yeah. say it's the Dark Souls of MMOs? It's the Dark Souls <laughs> of MMOs. <laughs> we finally like did I it. hate. Right. We've arrived. I hate using that comparison because it's we're so like, overused. We're like game journalists now. But, it's official. <laughs> we did it, everyone. But it's basically uh, that. And then, like, if you use like a musket or something, it's basically a shooter at that point. Yeah. Like you want to be landing headshots. Yeah. And then also like ranged weapons, you need ammo. You got to craft it. Oh, I, don't, I don't. It's like a small thing, but I think that's cool. Yeah, I, know, I feel like that would be annoying. No problem. It's not really annoying because of the amount you can craft easily. Okay. I think it's just a nice like in-world yeah. touch. You need right a in the beginning, amount of resources to make like fifty arrows or fifty bullets. Uh, right. I always feel that's so good about like crafting ammo. Like even in D and D, I'm like, if it's gonna be so easy. What is the benefit of doing it rather than just saying you have infinite arrows? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it it does. It can actually be an issue. Like we were, we ran a dungeon the first time we were under leveled, and Caitlin was playing a musket uh, user, and she, we like we we tried the last boss a couple times, and then we got to the last attempt, and she was like, "I only got like a hundred bullets left, so this is probably the last time we can attempt this. Otherwise, I'm just doing no damage." Hmm. Okay. Yep. And so we ended up beating the boss on that last attempt, but it was very close. Like, I think she actually ended up running out of bullets by the end of it. Yeah, I think she did. Wow. Okay. All right. Kind of cool. Also, in that dungeon, it didn't let you, like, trade between each other. No, that would defeat no dungeons, the too. That game, right. that game just hasn't... You, you can't trade at all within uh, dungeons. Probably to where you can't bring thousands of ammunition and then just keep giving it to your ranger. <laughs> for your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, there is an encumbrance system. So, like in in your inventory, you can only hold a certain amount, but you can craft bags that um 
allow you to hold more. And then they also, uh, if you use Azoth, which is the currency that is specific to this game, like it's um, you get Azoth for like killing creatures, closing corrupted portals. It's not. It's not a paid currency. To be clear, yeah, it's okay. it's a yeah, it's a um, it's just another currency that they threw in there. Um, you only get a thousand. It's a cap. Uh, it's what you use to like fast travel. Um, oh, but that is. But there's like yeah, there's different mm. different uses that you can do for crafting that gives like bonuses. Uh, and so for instance, one of the things that Caitlin and I have because I use thirty Azoth while I created the bag is anytime we get hit with a bullet or an arrow, we have a percent chance for that to go into our inventory. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So, let me That's just really take cool. this bullet and fire it back at you. Yeah, let me just take <laughs> this arrow out of my chest and just, you know, throw it in my bag real quick. Um, which also, with the crafting, the, like, everything is gatherable. Like, like everything is gatherable. Um, you have, like, Guild Wars or WoW, where you have to, like, find specific locations with, like, the specific gather nodes. This game, it's just, you look at something, you can gather it. Which is, it, it, might, it blows my mind, because it, it's just, it, the whole world is your oyster. You might not be able to gather that specific thing based on your level in that gathering stat. So right. like you well, immediately mine silver. You have to level right. up your mine yeah. first. So like you can chop down young trees, but mature trees are too much for you until you hit level fifty Wait. logging. Is this why you were just chopping trees all day while we were yeah. watching Dota? <laughs> so we're like, like, I watching Dota. logging skills. While we were like, watching what? Dota, I was just one handed playing New World. Just Jesus, chopping runescape? every single tree that I found. Yeah, gotta yeah. level up my wood chopping. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. Yes, they've taken that from Runescape. So, so with that, you have everything is gatherable. Uh, you have an encumbrance to where you can only carry a certain amount, and each town has its own economy. When you go to the trading post, it's not cross server. It's that specific town. And so, if you look and you look in the shop and you're like looking for a sword or or a chess piece, and that town doesn't have it. Go to the next town over. Maybe that town has it. Um, I was specifically looking for like uh, gear score like 390 or something like that. And I was looking in the starter zone. So I'm like, oh, of course I'm not going to find it in the starter zones. Let me, you know, go to one of the end zones. And boom, I was able to find it in one of the other, the next towns over. But um, I, I'm curious because of that, is it also like there's uh, like every MMO, there's just like the town that you go to to trade and buy things? Not, not necessarily. Yet. And and also because the towns will be claimed and re- reclaimed by different factions, and then the taxes will constantly change. And there's so there's actually in this game. there's actually taxes that uh, go into like using the trading post or using a crafting station, um, or even traveling. Like you like from uh, one green town to the next. I'm I'm the Marauder faction, which is green. One green town to the next. Uh, it's like 16 Azoth. If I go from a purple town to a purple town, it's like 70 to 100 Azoth. And then it also includes how much you're carrying. If you're carrying a ton, it'll boost the amount of Azoth that you're uh, using as well. Fuck the bots, I guess. The economy is pretty interesting <laughs> because you, like, they, you have clans or guilds or whatever. They're called companies in this game. A company can can lay claim to a town, right? And then they mm-hmm. apply a tax percentage to like everything that happens in that town and then also they pay to like upgrade the resources that that town provides so like th- this one town might have like a smoking forge that you're like oh man to make this really high level forge stuff i have to go to that really good forge over there but they're gonna charge me like 10 percent tax because it's not my faction and it's like it's kind of cool to see like 
individual economies spring up across the land instead of just being like, here's the global auction house and this is the one set yeah. price for this resource. I, I that that is interesting because I was wondering. I mean, because I was wondering if it was going to be end up something like how RuneScape was, is just like if you need to sell something, you went to Verak. That's just what you did. Yeah, like that's just the the default thing that people like went to. Uh, and then eventually they added all like the auction houses and everything there. But that was like the trade thing. And so it sounds like they've found an interesting way of keeping that on a constant swivel yeah so that way you never have that one city that's like this is it you might have that for a week but then after that you're like oh shit we gotta move somewhere else and get things set up it also seems like uh and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but it, it sounds like it also gives you a good um motivation for taking over some of those towns Mm -hmm. of being like oh well you know, I'm a blacksmith and I want that nice forge that's in this town. I now want to take it over. Let me get with a group of other people. Maybe a bunch of them are blacksmiths that also want to do that. And we can all take over this town. We lose Alex. I think we, we lost Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Continuing on. Yeah, what else we got? <laughs> we're we're still uh, live on uh, Aaron's recording, yep. correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um... To piggyback off what Alex was talking about with the upgrading of the crafting systems, um, like the the benches and such, uh, the way that it's done is somebody pays to start upgrading it. Like one of the companies starts to to, to upgrade it, but then there's um, little quests on a board that that the community has to do. Uh, so, for instance, you need you know elk meat or something to turn into the town. You have a ton of community uh, get that quest, go out, kill elks, come back, and then put it in there. And once the community reaches the goal of killing the certain amount of elk and getting the meat, boom, that thing gets upgraded. And so it's not just a, all right, we got the money, we grinded that out, let's upgrade this bad boy. It's actually a community effort to get the stuff upgraded. Um, in the same sense, the PvP, if we look at that aspect in the, in the um, influence uh, on each territory, it's... Uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Caitlin, <laughs> get the doorbell ring, and oh, Caitlin walked away. So, um, each territory has uh, two bars, opposite of what color it is. So, basically, what this means is, if there's a purple area, there's a green bar and a yellow bar, and there is a f- uh, uh, three different faction people that you can talk to. So, if I'm green, for instance, and I'm in a purple area, I'm gonna flag up for PvP. I'm gonna go get some PvP quests from that uh, the faction guy. Then I'm gonna go do the PvP quests, and when I do that. I will get influence over the area and it'll be a percentage between 1 to 100. Once you get to 100, you can now declare war on that territory and take it over. And there are forts in each territory that you're able to take over in the open world and you can defend them in the open world uh, that gives you a bonus 20% on the influence that you're gaining doing those PvP quests. So basically what happens is you get raid parties together. There's a raid group that goes to the fort to defend and or attack. And then once they take it over, there's a raid party that just spams these PvP quests and you get to that certain point, declare war, and then you're going to go into an instance war that is uh, predetermined on what time it is. So, for instance, there's one tomorrow night at 9 o'clock where you get to sign up on the war board and uh, companies get to rearrange your name and such uh, to different squads and send you into that instance. I find that really cool. 
the PvP system of flagging in towns and uh, being able to also PvE without flagging is pretty cool to where you don't have to specifically join a PvP server. You can just, you know, do what you like, PvP, PvE, etc. Um, th that's one of the draws, I think, to this game is, is the territory taking PvP and the wars. I think that makes it feel like a that you're Spider-Man and B that <laughs> you are more involved in what's going on on the continent. Like a lot of times you play like games with like big groups of people and it's just like whatever the story's kind of going on around you, you're not really like partaking and right. what you're doing doesn't really have any major impact on what's going on on the continent you're on. But what you're talking about it like everything you do directly influences something either in your group or as a part of you guys trying to take over a fort or trying to take over a town or try and like spread your territory. Like I was looking at the map while Alex was playing. It's crazy. There's a ton of purple. I'm like, you guys need to expand. What are you doing? Get out there. Explore. Yeah. Well, that's anyway, another just... thing. Uh, one of the things that I'm kind of disappointed about, but in the recent war, it's, it's become kind of okay because we're catching up is that they didn't really do a great job with the uh, level scaling for PVP. In the first mm -hmm. closed beta, it was one-to-one. -one. If you were level one and you fought a level 60, you pretty much whoever had better skill won, which you would assume because of the level one not having anything on their skill bar, they would lose. Uh, right. But if the 60 just stands there and takes the hits, of course they're going to lose. Um, the second beta, they had it to where if you're level one and there's level 60, the level one just gets one-tapped. Uh, and then this, there's like... I fought as a level 39, a level 49 before and held my own and also beat them. So it's, it's balanced. But when we went up as all level thirties against all level sixties, basically we got, we just got eight minutes handed to us. Like it was over. These are, uh, the wars are like 30 minute matches. They push three different zones. Once they capture those three different zones, they push into the castle. Once they push into the castle, they have to take that zone and we just got wiped. Uh, but we had a recent war where we actually held them on the final zone before the, the tower, uh, and it was a long 30 minutes of just slamming two Zergs together. Um, another thing is, uh, this was recently just announced, is uh, the influence system. We had done the calculations, and when you take over the fort and get the 20% boost, and you're doing the PvP mat, uh, PvP quests, it would take around 222 of those quests, and you can do three at a time. It, it'll take 222 of the quests to fully get the influence up to 100 and take over the, the territory or, or declare war. It, the longer a faction holds stuff, the faster the influence will go for the other factions. So basically, that 222 number will probably drop down to something like 100 or 50 to where... One faction can't hold the territory for like the entirety lifespan of the game. They want these territories to shuffle hands. They want they want constant wars to happen, and they want uh, no one faction to just be able to take over everything. Now, purple, you said, um, Aaron, on our server when you were looking, has like everything. Uh, that's falling apart. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that because I was a little worried. I was like, how are they incentivizing people to not join the purple faction? Because right. you look at the server, you're like. Well, I'm just going to get wrecked if I join green or yellow. I might as well join the guys who are winning. Right. And and in the beginning, when it was all purples, of course, when there's more purples than the rest of the, the um, server, you're going to assume that there's going to be more purple level 60s right out the gate because there's more people playing than yellow 60s or green 60s. 
So ultimately, because they're holding onto these territories and they bought the territories outright right at the beginning, as, the longer that they hold these territories, uh, the faster that they're going to degrade and the faster they're going to fall. Um, something that we haven't seen, I think because Amazon realized right in the beginning we weren't fit level 50, is that there's something called an evasion that happens. So the corruption starts taking over the zone uh, and the evasion invasion starts. And so now you're just fighting the corrupted instead of fighting um, PvP. And once the invasion either, I think if they win all of your stuff downgrades, I don't think you lose the territory. I'm not sure what happens that's, there. That's what I've heard is the yeah. crafting stations will downgrade in that case. So there's multiple That's different cool. things that happens to your territory. It's not just, all right, I'm going to PvP this territory and take it over. There's also the PvE aspect that happens. Uh, but they actually kind of skipped a couple of the invasions because they were like, nobody's level 50, so nobody's going to sign up for this. Because you have to be level 50 to sign up for that. There's also another thing uh, that's Weird. a 20v20 that I haven't even uh, seen anybody do because you have to be level 60 to do that. Um, and I've also heard that in the top three territories... Uh, those are never going to be quote unquote owned. Those are always going to be like flipping uh, just in real time because uh, it's it's just PvP zones that nobody's gotten to yet. Um, but, but people are speculating that you're always going to be flagged there. Uh, you're always going to be fighting. You can build your own forts um, and you're just constantly going to have like wars happening there to try to take over the territory. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm I'm curious to see. I'm only level 41, so... Game seems super cool, actually. It's say something about for for the new player experience. I think it's pretty solid. You first open it up and start playing, and nothing's like immediately overwhelming as it is in most MMOs. Everything's yeah, pretty straightforward. Tell me about it. Yeah. The <laughs> says the person really that got to level eighty and was forced into <laughs> PvP. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. I was just like, what is going on? I'm mashing buttons. All right, you have five seconds. Read all 42 of your skills, memorize them, and figure out what order you need to cast them in. Go. I was curious to hear what Caleb thought about this game, so... Yeah, let's let's hear that. So, Aaron, Although, shut up. I get it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, like, coming in, it was, it was really simple. It's pretty straightforward. There's a nice little short tutorial, a bunch of tutorial missions that are relatively simple, but not really meaningless. You're learning about stuff. And also, pre-level 20 you can respec everything on your character for free. So you can reset all your stats to whatever you want. So you can be running around with a rapier, super high decks, and you find a cool hammer and you're like, ah, I'm just going to respec to entirely strength and reset my weapon skills and stuff like that. Really nice to be able to swap at any time. You can still reswap at any time past 20. It is actually it super cheap. Bit, right? Okay, it's, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's actually like, pretty, cheap. pretty the, cheap. The weapon swapping takes Azoth. Bezos, whatever. Uh, the Bezos, oh, <laughs> Bezos. Yeah, the blessing of Bezos is what what everybody is saying. We have the blessing of Be Bezos when stuff drops. That's good for us. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, respecking of attributes uh, only takes a couple of gold. I think it's oh dang nice. I think it's time times two of whatever level you are. That's really cheap. Yeah, so it's not. I mean, I have like. 5k gold right now and it, I, I'd have to spend like 170 something or I, I can I can look right now I'll tell you I'll report back here in a second <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to know Caleb do you see yourself like playing much of this game or is this like a, you picked it up to play with friends for like a week or two and that's it or what if we get to content that is difficult in any way 
<laughs> I so think I when? could stick around and play it for a while. But so far, I mean, I'm only level 14 or something. But so far, I've had one fight that was vaguely difficult, and it's because I was solo against a bear. Everything else has been pushover. Right. Just, I haven't played just, PvP yet. Just fair. go to a bear-only server and just fight right? all the bears. Actually, <laughs> if, you check, bear. if you check Chad's review on the Steam page, which he posted, I think, like, the day of release or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very early. It says, like, seems easy, but PvP helps with that. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Uh, I can actually rewrite that and say <laughs> it depends on what level you are. <laughs> because mm, yeah. on- honestly, if you had to look at this game from the perspective of I want a hard PvE game that's going to take mechanics that will push my group to actually have to think and not just spam I would go to like World Warcraft or Guild Wars if you want that content. Um there's the second dungeon has been a tiny bit difficult. It, it's nothing major though. I mean, there's like one boss before the last boss that's actually like harder than the last boss. Um there's been a couple of uh, like the the combat gets a little harder towards like I'm level 41 and I'm versing level like 38s and I'm almost dying with medium armor. Uh, but as long as you're not brain dead and you use your block and dodge and you can maneuver, you're probably not going to die. Um, there's some like elites and stuff that you can't take on by yourself that you will need a group. So, I mean, it you can you will get to that content where you're going to need help and it'll actually push your group to to strive to do it. Um, it's not all going to be easy breezy. Let me just mash my fingers on a three keys because those are my skills and I've won. Yeah, the the only reason I'm really playing it right now is because the combat's actually enjoyable, and I like playing games with friends. But <laughs> it it was easy to get into. The combat's enjoyable, so both of those together have made it. So it's just I'm still playing it at this point, but it does need to get harder for me to keep going. I think because it's just been too easy. Yeah, and I think the progression isn't too tiresome, uh, because like even getting to the first dungeon, you only have to be like level twenty three, twenty five. Uh, and then, of course, I did what I always do, and I hard-grinded that dungeon about 50 to 80 times to try to get a drop, and finally got it on like one of the last times that I did it. Uh, and so I literally went from level 28 to 31 within that one dungeon. Dang. Without literally, like, w- literally without doing a single other thing, I, I got multiple like 40k experiences, because there's one quest that was repeatable that is 5k each time. Nice. Uh, any other notes on this? Should I move on? It was a that was a pause there. <laughs> I had some, probably enough. Yeah, yeah we spent a while on it. I think. Yeah, we did. We did. We Good did. Okay. are suitably bored. So I guess just to wrap it up, I mean, uh, uh, on a scale of one to five, because that's my favorite scale. If it's Caleb's favorite scale, it's a one to ten. But we'll go with one to yeah. five. Why don't we split scale. the difference? One to seven and a half. One to seven oh. and a half. What would you rate this yeah. game, Chad? Oh my gosh. Yes. All right. Honestly, on a scale of one to seven and a half. First of all, let me ask you: Did you like Destiny, Aaron? Yeah. You like medieval stuff? <laughs> yeah. I can confidently say, if you pick this game up, you would like it. Oh wow! Con- wow. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. So I would have to say, as a, if they have a good path forward with content, because I'm still waiting for them to release like a roadmap or something. Because I mean, they got like they got people reaching level sixty, and and people are gonna start complaining that there's no content. They have a good path forward. This this game could be 
a 6.5 out of 7. Wait, oh. but this is a 7.5. Oh, it's not a 7.5? Then 7 out of 7.5? 7. Oh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, 7 out of 7.5. All, right. okay. All right. Not All right. quite currently, perfect, but... <laughs> currently, without that announcement, without the roadmap, also, honestly, without the scaling of the levels of people, like, because I don't know if, like, Caleb should tag up for PvP when there's level 60s already roaming around. Right. Uh, six? Six out of 7.5? That's not much of a downgrade there. <laughs> it's still good. It just needs, yeah. like, tweaks and it needs a roadmap. Okay. All right. So, seven out of 7.5 or a six out of 7.5 depends on, depends on how well they do at describing things for the future. All right. I'll take that. Uh, let's talk about a few things in News World here. Uh, first and news. foremost, ah. uh, yes, yes, uh, the Sombra Bastion Gosh. rework. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I don't know. Have you, has anyone here seen what they did for the rework? I actually, because really? of our conversation, yeah, I watched the uh, the gameplay mm. of that they they did of demoing out Overwatch Two. Okay, I, I did as well. I did as well. Uh, so for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, at the last, I guess at the championship for yep. whatever yep. overwatch thing they're it was, doing right it was now? the the overwatch season three championship okay it doesn't have like a cool name like the international it's just exactly. the overwatch exactly the overwatch yeah, thing not, that it, they did it's yeah. not yeah the the ti yeah but uh they showed off the reworks for overwatch 2 for both sombra and bastion uh so for bastion i'm just gonna go over these really quickly i've got the details up in front of me but bastion can move well in turret form doesn't do as much damage Yay. Turret form has a duration and a cooldown, so you can Yay. only be a turret for 8 seconds, and then you have to wait 10 seconds before you do it again. He can't heal himself, he has Yay. a sticky grenade, and his ult is like a mortar, where he basically launches Doomfist ults yeah, at 3 insane. points on the map. Oh, that's I cool. mean, that's basically... Man. They're probably using the same asset right now, but... Yeah. Yeah. You want to so talk about a nerf, my goodness. But he can move now. He can move when he's a turret. I feel yeah, like this just shoot. makes him like move, shoot, playable, like maybe move, fun maybe. sometimes. I get, yeah. You know what? It's going to get rid of the Bastion players that just sit in one spot behind a shield and do yes. nothing other than left click. So that's going to be yep. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it definitely seems like they've taken the boring parts of playing a Bastion of just sitting in a corner and waiting. And now it's just like, no, you got to move. Yeah, you got to play like a real boy. Oh, you, you got to play like a real person. I also I forgot to mention his when he's in moving around mode, his sentry mode, uh, it's no longer like a machine gun. It's like a single shot kind of rifle. Oh, whoa. What that's yeah, here cool. is weapon fire rate reduced by 50 percent. Oh. But it's basically semi-auto now is what it looks like. OK, interesting. Yeah. How much less damage does he do in turret form? Uh, 40 percent less. Really? Like, wow. Yeah, that's it's, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah that's serious. But, curious to but, see how that sticker grenade works. That that sounds cool. It does sound cool. It does. Very it nice. actually it looks fun. It does it's, like a knockback, right? The sticky grenade. Can you use uh, it to bounce? You can bounce it off of walls, and it does knock back enemies after it uh, explodes. Not yourself, them. like a like a junk rat trap or not trap. Mine. What are you saying to me? Doesn't can you, can you jump off of it? And move you. Yeah. Can it move you? Can you jump off of it? I don't think so. It mm. says, this says knocks back any enemies it strikes. Okay. Uh, what does so Junkrat's bomb say? I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it pretty explicitly does knock him around. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But that still looks pretty cool. And then the one, yeah. the one I care about, the one, the one I cared about the whole time is Sombra. Sombra. Right. Because obviously they were going to change Sombra. Basically nobody likes Sombra. Nobody except me likes Sombra. <laughs> I like Sombra. 
Yeah. They changed her. She's way different. So yeah. now her hack, it disables abilities still, but only for one second. But hack, like the hack status lasts. Oh, eight no. Eight seconds, I think. Eight seconds. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for that. But now when a target is hacked, Sombra just deals 50% more damage to them. That's cool. Which is yeah. awesome. That's that sounds OP. It, That's the whole it does sound OP. <laughs> it sounds also, like they're, she's just like becoming much more of a DPS and less of yes. uh just wait on your ult and then jump in so we can have a team fight. Yeah. Like yeah. A, she's less like an assassin. More damage now. Yeah. yeah. She's like an assassin. Hat, I like no longer breaks uh, stealth. Yeah. Really? She no longer breaks stealth? Hack no longer breaks stealth. So you can just sit in the back and just go. Yeah. She is a straight assassin if that's the case. That's crazy. You can't shoot while on stealth, right? No. Correct. Okay. She does. Why would you ever choose soldier after this? Good question. What else? What else? So her ult, it does, it hacks everyone. It doesn't do anything with shields anymore because honestly, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. But it also just straight up deals. 40% of the enemy's HP. Their current health, right? Their oh, current health. That's yeah. a lot. They're like, let's nerf the crap out of Bastion and let's buff the crap out of Sombra and then it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, I man, I'm so excited. Like, it does sound pretty busted, to be honest. It's <laughs> like, you still get to interrupt people's abilities, which was the best part about playing Sombra, disabling ults, yeah, that kind of stuff. Right. But now you just deal what seems like an absurd amount of damage. Like, just crazy damage. I mean, it's I... nice that her hack is now just an interrupt and not a, you yes. can't do anything. You can't play Lucio anymore. Nobody liked that. For 10 seconds. Like, yeah. as somebody who played Sombra, other than interrupting stuff, hacking someone wasn't that fun. Like, making yeah. a fair fall was the only it, fun part yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is the damage she does, is it 40% of current hit points or 40% of max? Current. Current. Okay, I was about to say, because that's basically just Gravitic Flux, except slightly less damage, Instant. and it's instantaneous. So yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they chose to not do that. Yeah, I, f I feel like I've already, like with Sombra, gotten to the point where with the small characters, I almost one-burst them anyways. So yeah. I'm curious to see how strong this is. I mean, I, from watching the gameplay, she it looks like she plays as like a, a tracer. And it's just like, you go behind, you hack a bunch of stuff, you start drilling somebody that the team is calling out on, and then like that person just it is deleted and you're just on to the next one. You just translocate out. Yeah. 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 I, I bet she like... plays a lot more like Tracer now. It does seem mm -hmm. like both these characters have kind of like some of their abilities have morphed so that they're more like the playstyle of something else a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, mobile turret plus you have the Doomfist launch, and then we have Sombra where it's like running around like a tracer. They're like, all right, these other characters, they're be they're better made. Let's just Let's just take what we have here and yeah, they're like the souls like of uh, characters yeah. in Overwatch. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So when is the when is the turret rework and the new hacking Sombra going to be? I out? mean, that's, that's going to be Overwatch, Overwatch two, two, which we still oh, have we'll a Overwatch game for. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, All right. We do. We know the pros are going to be playing on it in April. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Or at least a version of Overwatch they, they, two. They in apparently April. already have the build that they're training on. Yeah, interesting. So, that tells I me it's probably not super far off. I would yeah. expect a beta around April, if not sooner. But they That'd haven't cool. told us anything officially. Of course, right. of course not. Yeah, why, why would, would they, they tell us things? I need yeah, why new are they heroes? <laughs> yes, please. We should also mention another hack that's important, not just oh, yeah. Sombra's new hacks. That was good. Man, that was smooth. Oh man, Twitch just woo. 
They're just giving out all their data, apparently. Yeah, they Everything showed data. how much I make. <laughs> all ten dollars. <laughs> Disturbingly, hey, they here, show buddy. how much some people make for just standing in a hot tub and licking a microphone. Mm. Which is apparently like what one and a half million dollars in the past year. Yeah. I will also stand in a hot tub and lick a microphone if you want to give I, me one and a half know, million some dollars. Some people may be into that. Have own. Less luck like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. You I've have to be like a really hot girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I got some skimpy clothes. I got a hot tub. We can make this work. So, so who like, who knows the most about this? I know like basically everything was hacked, right? Like all of this data was released. I think they got Every- the source code. They got yeah. the whole source yeah. code of the site. They got some Which crazy stuff. Like there, there's like source code for a Steam competitor that was never released. Mm-hmm. Future builds, their mobile build. The, like, That's awesome. All of the uh, <laughs> financials and stuff. Of course, everyone's everyone's uh, info en- encrypted passwords i don't think it was actually yeah, plain text passwords, passwords. But, yeah. maybe a dumb question well, that's a bonus i guess but how does how did twitch have a steam source code for like a steam competitor i don't i don't, I don't know it was in there on the <laughs> servers i guess i mean, I mean yeah, it yeah, makes it, perfect sense that amazon would want to be able to transition people into purchasing things on the platform yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's kind of their, their point of they they literally want to transition people to purchase everything on their platform. Everything we started like, with just deliverables, then it was groceries. Freaking Shroud's playing this sick new game. Click right under where he's playing it and buy it. Right, from Amazon. Bezos. I get right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. So that was. Uh, I mean, the real interesting thing I think that I, everyone took away was just seeing the amount of money that all of the different streamers actually get uh-huh. like yeah, that was like lot. the interesting point not the oh god this is awful kind of uh point <laughs> of the news yeah um which was you know fascinating to see you know the number one uh stream was uh critical role yeah making was, almost 10 million dollars that, was crazy. In that was crazy year. to me i had yeah. no mm-hmm. idea that they'd be that far up the list right uh i, I thought for sure 100 xqc made the most on the site yeah, he was number two with something a little fair, bit. It does. It only accounts for like um, ads and subs, right? Yeah, yeah. Ads, subs and bits. So sponsorships bits. and donations. Yeah. are not yeah. included in that. Your patrons oh, are not included there. Uh, because I did find that interesting. I looked up uh, the 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 stream group that that at least I watch a lot of of loading ready run just because I wanted to see if they were in the top ten thousand. They were. They were like uh-huh. three hundred and seventy something, and nice. they make half a million dollars in the past year. And I was like, "That's pretty solid." I'm glad that they're making that money. Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't anything that I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck this person for making a ton of money." It was all <laughs> just like, "Good for you." That seems to be the reaction that Hassan's uh, chat has taken. Because Hassan, I don't. If you don't know, he's like a basically like a politics streamer. Like he just talks about politics and stuff, and he's like a leftist and like kind of support socialist values and then he's like number 14 on the list or something like that and everybody's like hey wait a second you're rich hell yeah man good for you you can't can't do that and then there's like all these memes of him like wearing a tax the rich shirt and it's and it's like next to his data it's like hey hey man which you know i i think that it's possible to hold views and then still be very successful, but I mean, I don't know. Some people were freaking out about it. 
Maybe he just wants to be taxed more. Maybe he's like, yo, I'm making all yeah. this money. <laughs> Tax me. Tax me. possible yeah, to both be rich and then also be like, maybe uh, wealth inequality is like, there's something there. I don't know. I think yeah. it was Albert Einstein who said, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> I liked seeing some, I like looked up some reactions from some people that I follow. I thought Asmongold's video on it was pretty interesting like he apparently looked at the number and was like that's i mean that's probably right but he he's like i don't i literally don't look at how much money i have <laughs> and i was like yeah it seems like asmongold but yeah still lives in his mom's house just eats taco bell every day doesn't buy anything extravagant or expensive like he has a nice gaming pc that's about it I think, like, I think super it was healthy. also just interesting to see like it really just gave you the numbers to like rank the 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 twitch streamers so you got to see where your streamers were and just yeah. kind of be like oh you know i'm surprised that pokimane was as low as she was i thought right. she'd be higher there was a bunch of um reactions to so there's a bunch of people a bunch of streamers that live in texas and they kind of like have formed a group that and they appear like on each other's streams and stuff like that and one of the guys in the group is nmp and his value was so much lower than everybody else's he only made like a hundred and something thousand which is still like a lot yeah I mean, it's a lot of money if you're making six figs for but playing games congratulations i was impressed. like so much lower than all of his other friends and so his entire stream that day was people donating and saying things like <laughs> here buddy i gotta go work at mcdonald's to make sure that i can <laughs> eat this week but i think you need this more than me and oh, it was just <laughs> Uh, so funny. Twitch. Speak, speaking problems. of speaking of what? streamers, I saw a video that I found was hilarious, and it was Ludwig looking at his uh, metrics, mm -hmm. and basically him saying, "Why do I only have five percent uh, women watching me?" And then the, there was a video that somebody put together uh, of like like oh, thumbnail yeah. sized uh, multiple of his videos, and the way he starts every single one of his videos, boys. And he goes into it. And he's like, he's like, all right, all right. Somebody just like, just, just cherry pick this, okay? Let me, let me just. And he like went onto his YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel, and he like clicked a random one, and then it starts off, boys. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. I, that's right. <laughs> Every single one of his videos. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's like Nick Merckx. What does he say at the start of every single video? He says oh, the same man. thing every single time. Yeah, also, a, yeah. something. I'm sure it'll go in here. I'll put it in right here yeah, in the put podcast. The, put the clip. It's going to be a wow. You yeah, need his good. sound to where we can get sued. <laughs> Let's talk about something else that's been having problems outside of Twitch, which is Windows oh. 11 on Alex's computer. <laughs> you <laughs> actually yeah, attempted to have it? Do you think that the reason why I added this right after I reconnected was because <laughs> I realized... 100 freaking percent <laughs> it was, because that is the second time you've crashed today. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I installed Windows 11 on my computer. It came out this week. It Looks seems pretty. fine for the most part. Once today, when I wasn't at it, it apparently crashed. And when I came back and I was like, oh, like my computer's off. That's weird. And then during this podcast, I just lost network for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if it's actually Windows 11 related or what. Could be. Um, but it made me think, huh, I wonder if it's Windows 11. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe I should mention Windows 11 on the podcast. So then I added it to the notes here. It's pretty slick. They, they've redesigned the taskbar, um, for lack of a better term, to look much more like Mac OS. 
Like it's centered, justified. It's got all your little icons. Everything like swoops out of the middle, all like cool animated style. Um, it's a lot like Windows 10 for the most part. <laughs> I there's a couple things I really like about it. One, they did something to where when your monitors turn off and then you turn them back on later, your windows are where you left them. The thing that I've always That's, wanted yeah, for, like, since something. forever. It's so I nice. It's I don't have it's very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that has not been a feature up until now, but right. And then also window management is like really cool. Like you can hover over the maximize button of any window and it gives you a bunch of different like layout options. So instead of like the traditional like drag a window to the side and snap to half the screen and that's or to the corner and snap to a quarter you can do like thirds you can do like a there's a fat center with like skinny sides there's like a half with two quarters that kind of stuff like and then i noticed while i was doing the podcast that you can even do custom stuff like i have like one thick center panel right here that's like my main web browser and then i have a skinny uh forecast notes on the right here and then i have like i wanted the chat and the stream above each other. So I popped out the chat and put it below and it just like kind of filled the space. And then I drug it down to the point I wanted and then put the other window in and it just like whoop, filled, like filled the space. Like you're just very naturally. Exactly. Like, it, like the windows just like fit together, like how you would instinctually want them to over there playing windows Tetris. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the settings pages are new and stuff like that. Uh, not, I haven't noticed much else different so far. So your early review is probably like a 6 out of 7.5? Um, well, I was going to go like... I don't, I don't want to do 7.5 scale. I'm going to go 10, <laughs> 10 scale. I was going to go like 8 because it's like... The worst. It's pretty solid. Uh, it has like some good features that should have just been in 10. And I don't know why it took a full version upgrade to make like the window thing. Um, but now I'm giving it a one because the one thing I had to fix was for some reason they took away the clock on the second monitor when you have two monitors. Why? I don't know why. Why they literally unusable? Why? I, That's I like remember, such a simple feature. Why? That was like a thing that got added. It might have been in like Windows 8 or Windows 10. I'm not sure. But you used to have the situation where your main monitor, whatever you had set as primary, would have your task tray, your network status, your audio stuff, and then also the date and time. And then in one of those newer versions of Windows, they updated it to where all your screens could have the date and time also, with the primary one having the other stuff with it. And then in this one, for some reason, your second screen doesn't have date and time now. So I went to some random GitHub page and downloaded something called 11 Clock, and it put a date and time on my second screen. Wow. And this took you from an 8 to a 1. Well, I was mad about it, but then once I fixed it with third-party oh software, <laughs> we're back up to probably like an 8-ish. Wow, so it really doesn't even go down at all. Can we, can we get a TLDR so on the ratings? On like how they just went? <laughs> uh, Alright, let's talk about one last segment of things before we wrap up the podcast, which is film-related stuff. Um, I wanted to make mention of a couple things here. Number one, if you have not watched Star Wars Visions, <laughs> you should watch Star Wars Visions. Yes, it's very, you should. Very good. Um, oh, and what's, what was your favorite episode? Oh, uh, probably, uh, what is it, like, The Nine? The Ninth mm, Jedi. The Ninth, Ninth Jedi. Jedi. Holy shit, that was good. I was, that I was, was pretty good. 
I was hook, line, and sinker ready for an entire series of that. I was like, I'm in. I don't know where we're going from here, but I'm in. <laughs> I like how short they are. They're like light size 12 to 15 minutes or and i know some people are like no i want more but like nah they're like i popped one on while we're eating dinner the other night and it was over when we finished i'm like yo that's that was a dope little you know it's it's very it's very bite-sized which i think is really nice about it and i was like i would i would enjoy more of these in this format if possible uh, some and of like, them feel like they want to tell a way bigger story right like they could start an entire series from it and you well, can tell like I think they're like been a lot better off being like 25 minutes instead of oh well, yeah yeah there's also just because of the way that that format is there's just like okay so uh here's just a kind of awkward exposition dump real fast just so we can now get back to like the stuff that you actually care about and i'm like okay that's fine are they are they like shorter than normal episode lengths yeah like they're all over the map minutes mostly yeah. oh really I, I mean, think there's like that... one that's like up to 17 minutes, but that's the Man, longest one. Yeah. Star Wars Visions is like a product that I feel was, I feel like in the pitch meeting, they were like, what's our market for this product? And then somebody was like, Alex McCoslin. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, for some reason, I don't know why, I haven't watched watch it, it yet. I, it's been out you for gotta a while. You gotta watch it. Oh my gosh, it's man. so good. The I don't know why. The it's trigger episodes. I particularly like three of them, but the rest I'm are kind of just a meh on uh yeah you know what yeah. there, what are, there are, what are your some... three caleb yeah let me hear it let me hear it the twins the first trigger yep yes so yep. good uh the village bride the, that's my the favorite one citrus episode that's that's my favorite also yep, that's my that favorite awesome amazing and the ninth jedi those yeah. are the three that i really like what, what about the elder you didn't wait, wait, wait the elder's wait. fine you didn't like the duel whatever i, I mean think... the duel was good but it wasn't like I... oh man i think that's maybe the best in, in my opinion the best like uniquely animated one out of all of these. Oh, God, they yeah. all have a, the duel was great. They all have a really cool style, but the duel was just awesome. I don't know if they all have a cool style. I was just like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. I also didn't like uh, T.O.B. one style either, but yeah, uh, I like the style of that one, actually. Yeah, it's all right. I was going to say, <laughs> if you want to talk about one that I was kind of on, it was like, obviously, the T.O.B. one where he's like, there's somewhere a Jedi around here and I just can't find him. I was like, you think it's the guy that made you? Because I bet it's the guy that made you. <laughs> is this a kid's one? This is a kid's yeah. episode. I'm pretty sure it's a kid's episode. Okay, first all of all, right. I, the kid's episode is definitely the one of, uh, um, what is it, Tatooine Rhapsody. And oh, I think yeah. it fucking slaps. I love <laughs> Tatooine Rhapsody. Get out. I'm not not a fan. The Get music out. was so least, good. And I was like, yeah, man, this is cool. Maybe maybe oh, my the music episode, was that I good. Uh, I'm pretty sure w- with my limited um, watching of Trigger, I'm pretty sure I could have watched all these episodes without the intro and known which one was Trigger. You, you can oh, li- God, yeah. literally look at a screenshot from every episode <laughs> and know the first episode of Trigger that made. hundred percent. Yeah. The second one, uh, I couldn't tell it was Trigger actually. Uh, but, I, that, that's actually true because they did the uh, the elder, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell yeah. that one was trigger for a while. But damn, like that fucking shot of them just like I'm on top yeah. of a spaceship. Don't spoil. You're on top don't, of the don't spaceship. Spoil. Don't spoil. <laughs> we got lightsabers, <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck yeah, I'm in. This is great. Like I, this is amazing. Uh, it's really good. Excellent show. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, I don't know, this is outside my realm. Trust me, it's not. It's very good. It's very very you guys good. Watch it dubbed, subbed. I, I just watched, watched it. I watched it as made, so dubbed, because that like yeah. or the the way I it just streamed on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I watched uh, dubbed with subtitles, and I realized the fact that the subtitles don't always match up. Yeah, and I, it was it was a lot more off than it normally w- is for when I watch a uh, um 
when I watch What If on the the service because that's like pretty spot on. Except sometimes they have like one or two of like the weird weird words like tesseract, like weirdly misspelled or something like that. But like there were phrases that were uh, like just blatantly different on the subtitles than what they were saying in English, and I was like, wait a second, that's not right. <laughs> what did you watch it in, Caleb? Subbed. Yeah, that's what that. Uh, speaking of what if we should also Blasphemy. probably talk about this real quick uh, what if ended wrapped up their season mm-hmm. with a rather spectacular ending um, yeah. has anybody not watched the rest of the series I don't care Jake, whatever yeah just Chad and Alex, just Alex, can, no, Alex hasn't Chad has I can mute thumbs up when I can unmute <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we don't have to talk about it the important part is this show turned out to be way more than what I expected yeah. And I, I, I was very happy with it. Honestly, I think for me, beats Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> no problem. It is right there with Loki and uh, what you call it? One division. Yep, it's, I agree. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I got you. Oh, yeah. as good as those. Oh, uh, man, it's very solid. I was very happy with the way they wrapped up this season. So I was, you... was going to say I wasn't sold on it until this episode of just <gasps> wrapping everything together because then I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of cool because so, some of those some of the stories like some of those stories were really interesting when you had like the uh, uh, um, like Black Panther as the Guardian of the Galaxy. Like that was awesome. Having yeah. having hit, uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord was cool. Yep. Other but, others were like. Yeah, less less good. I get I, it. But seeing all of it like tied together at the end, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is neat." The only my only complaint. Oh, and are was you like, spoilering things right now? Spoilering. I, I, I'm going to say I, this isn't quite a spoiler, but I think there's a missing episode. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There's because there's yeah. a group of people that do not show up in any of the other episodes, and they are like brought in as part of the team, and you're just well, like, "Wait a second. I'm pretty sure they originally meant for this show to be ten episodes long. Yeah, and so they ended up with nine, and I bet that's For the this one. not being spoilers. I feel spoiled. Yeah, you well, they're spoiled. They're spoilers. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't think that because I'm not naming things. I was just was trying to be vague about it. But it definitely <laughs> seems. Here's my way of it's being. It's not something vague. you can be vague about. Yeah, it's really hard. It. It's really hard. Anyway, point is, if you have not watched What If, go watch it. It's very good. Disney Plus. Uh, just check it out. It's it's good animation. It's a fun show to watch. Last but not least, let's talk about uh, Free Guy. A couple of people I know have watched Ooh, Free, Free Guy. Guy at this point. What a what a movie! Yeah, fantastic. Good, bad. Okay, I, it's <laughs> it's stupid, but it's a fun, stupid ride to take. I did not know what to expect from that movie, and I don't know what to expect after watching that movie. It was good. Oh, uh, did you expect to get a stiffy while watching that movie? I mean, you're watching Ryan Reynolds, of course. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You just don't have a choice. It's just automatic. It's good. When it ended, I said that's probably the best video game movie, even though it's not really about a video game. And I had to remind Alex that gamer exists. And no. then yeah. we had an argument. Mm, no. But gamer, huh? It's important to remember gamer. All right. Mm. Best one. Best one. The Prince of Persia down. movie. Oh, Prince of the that Assassin's is, is Creed movie. movie. Hey, shut your mouth. Mortal Kombat, the first and second time they did that. Oh, Street, Fighter. Street, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, uh, uh, Dead or Alive. Man, there's there's Sonic. a significant amount. Oh, Sonic. Super Mario. Sonic, Sonic. Oh, Sonic's a good contender. 
Mario yeah, starring Chris Pratt. That's <laughs> Mario starring Chris Pratt. Is, yes. um, when we got off our podcast man. last week, I just happened, I just opened Apollo, the Reddit app, and the first thing on the very top was just a screenshot of Nintendo Direct, and it had Chris Pratt's face, and it said Mario <laughs> down below, and the title was, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the way everyone felt after hearing that. Oh, I, I I love that Chris Pratt's defense was you gotta hear the voice that I'm gonna do for it, and I was Uh-oh. like, do Uh-oh. I? Because I feel suddenly scared. worse about this. <laughs> We're gonna change up Mario. Don't worry, he's not gonna be he's not gonna be Italian. He's gonna be something different. Don't worry, it's, it'll be fine. I promise. Anyway, free guy. Back to free yeah. guy. I thought free uh, guy was a pretty solid movie. It was it was a very enjoyable ride. It is not uh, a cinematic masterpiece but it's just kind of fun it's no army of the dead (laughs) it definitely wasn't leaving me to like start drawing out time loops like army of the dead did Uh uh-huh uh-huh man you're just you're surrounding this time loop issue huh yeah all over it Speaking of which, should we just restart the podcast right now and do it all hey guys welcome to the podcast that's aaron (laughs) oh Actually, it's probably a good time to end it. Guys, that was a good podcast. I'm so proud of all of you. We talked about Free Guy, and now you are Free Guy. Oh, my God. I'm a Free Guy. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. It's funny, Aaron. I thought you were married. Oh. 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 This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.